Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I'm Fine, You're Fine. Alyssa, how we doing? You know, it's been one of those weeks. Um, adulthood has hit hard this week. It's and humbled you? Yeah, and I'm just feeling, you know, a little, little depressy, espresso, depresso over here. <laughs> Um, upsetty spaghetti. Yeah, all those cute little puns about life. Um, How earth shattering <laughs> the week has been. So it started out with I was driving and a rock hit my windshield mm. and cracked it, and like I didn't see it at first. So then I like parked my car, whatever, went back to my car, and it was like a little baby crack, and I was like, oh, that sucks. And then, like, the next day, it, like, doubled in size, and it was, like, halfway across my whole windshield, and I was like, ooh, that's rough. Probably should get that fixed. And I, like, called my dad, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, it'll, it'll be free through your insurance, like, whatever. Mm. So that's a Connecticut law. Mm. Um, it's not a North Carolina law, and apparently, you know, fuck Geico, because I don't have the right coverage on my glass or whatever so i had to pay five hundred dollars to get it replaced so i actually just came from replacing that so that was fun and exciting um and then on top of that i got an email about my lease because my lease is going to be up in a couple months here and like you know you can renew it or say that you're leaving um, but if I renew it, the price is going up $200 a month. Oof. And I was just like, I, it's not even that nice here. I'm already paying more than what it's worth. And then they're going to charge me even more money. And I'm just like, no. So now I have to move again. You've I like literally moved every single year. Yes. And I was like kind of looking forward to possibly just staying here for another year. Like, I was thinking, like, if I moved, like, the next time I moved, it would be, like, into a house or into a bigger place. And, like, moving in the middle of a North Carolina summer. Yeah. Just the fucking sounds worst. <laughs> so, I get to do that all over again. So, now I'm, like, tr- like I'm stressed about it. So, like, I don't want to look for apartments. But, like, at the same time, I have to look for apartments. So, I'm just, like, oh, my God. Um, so, I plan to do that this weekend, like is going to be kind of quiet so i'm gonna kind of dig into my options with that um but you know aside are you looking in like the same area that you're in so that's like my other thing is like i don't know because if i go anywhere in this area it's going to be like the same amount of money so it's not worth it to move but um so now i'm thinking like i could move outside of the city but i don't really know where because now it's like doesn't really matter considering I work from home most days. It doesn't really right. matter where I live. But I also don't want to live like in the middle of nowhere just because it's cheap. Right. So. Because then you might as do. well move back home to me if you're gonna right. not be living um, in the city where you want to be. That's not happening. But thank <laughs> you for trying. Um, but the last, the wrap up of the week that made it better was they went to David Buster's. Um, oh, it's always fun there. I just love it there. It just brings out the kid in you. Um, yeah. I got this great frosé drink that just, like, put me where I needed to be, you know? 
It was a 12% I was going to say it's fine. Ooh. It yeah. is nice like as an adult now being able to drink while doing it. Yep. Before it was like, "Ooh, I'll have like a nice milkshake while I play all these games." And now it's like, "No, let's do a shot and then go play some skee-ball." <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's my yeah. shit. So, we um my boyfriend and I went with our friends that have kids. And that was fun because they're, like, so cute and, you know, like, it's just fun to, like, arcade's fun, but it's even more fun, like, when there's kids because with like, the kids, excitement yeah. of, like, them playing, um, it was just a good time. So, I'm happy that, you know, after a shitty week, I got to do that. I love Dave and Buster's. I love them so much. Me too. I went there, um, we, like, wanted to do something for my brother when he was graduating the eighth grade and going from middle school to high school and I with my sisters decided that we were going to take him to Dave and Buster's um as like our graduation present for him so like we went out to lunch and then we went to Dave and Buster's and it was a blast Mm -hmm. really like inflation though for what gifts you can get based on how many tickets you have um and how much the freaking cards are just all of it is just like like, 60 bucks for a card what yeah like for you get like chips are on it it's like six because like the lower one like is not enough yeah um can you reuse those cards if you don't use all the chips on them, yeah. yeah. But and you can like save your points and whatever. Um, but it's it's all kind of a ripoff. The amount it's you a pay lot. Pay you to like play. spend you spend sixty dollars just to play the games, and then you get like a hundred tickets, which gets you like a lollipop. And they're like, "This is what I have for my sixty <laughs> buck yeah. experience." So. That's tough. So but you obviously I do, don't do it for the prizes. You do it just for something to do. Just for the fun. But it is it is very fun. I, on the other hand, this week, um, spent a lot of time at my house because I was told by many a people to watch The White Lotus. Um, shout out to one of my coworkers um, from work for giving me her HBO account password that way i can finally get into the hbo world um i have like a list of things that i've been wanting to watch on hbo max that i have had no access to so um i started with the white lotus because it came highly recommended to me and i was really excited and i watched the whole season one and i cannot express to you have you seen it Mm-hmm. I can't express to you how disappointed I am. I thought it was a waste of my time. I thought it was the most uneventful yeah. six episodes I've ever watched. I just was like, I feel like I'm being punked right now by how <laughs> terrible this is. Like there was no storyline. Everyone was like, oh, things get really good in the last like episode or two. So I was holding on to that for all these episodes. And the episodes are not short. Like no, it's an hour plus that you're investing at a time for each episode. And I just thought it was terrible. So, like, I have, like, mixed feelings about it. It definitely wasn't my favorite. It definitely lacked, like, a storyline or a plot. Like, like anything significant? 
I don't know. I feel like there's something I'm missing. But I started season two, and I feel like season two is significantly better than season one. So maybe... That's what I've heard. But at this point, I'm kind of lacking trust from yeah. everyone's recommendation. It's like because show overall. Not it's really sure weird. of its purpose. Like, I could have gone my whole life... Like, nothing happened. Like, there was and so much build-up. Yes. And I was just like, wait, that's it? Like, that's all I got? It just is mind-boggling to me that I wasted so much time watching that. Um, so I'm iffy on if I'm going to watch season two. But I'm just – I was very disappointed that I spent so much of my week invested in watching this on my days off. And I was unimpressed, thoroughly unimpressed. Um, other things I did this week, though – I went to Walmart with my sister and I got, they had books um, for sale there that were much cheaper than Barnes and Nobles. I've been meaning to go back, get more books that way. I can get back to reading again. Look at her. Big old reader now. Yeah, but obviously I went to the section that was like book talk, like the section Mm -hmm. that was like all recommended from TikTok because that's where I got the first, you know, two were obviously Colleen Hoover. And I was like, well, if that went well the first time, that's what I'm going to do again. Um, So I got three books. So once I start going through and reading all of them, I will let you know my thoughts and feelings. But I got three more books. Haven't started them yet because I worked all weekend, but excited to get into that. Oh, I just um, finished a book too. I forgot you did? about well, that. What'd you read? Um, all my perfects. No, all your perfects. Yeah. Someone's perfect. Somebody's perfect. No, I think it's all your perfects. It's um another nobody's Colleen Hoover. perfect. Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Colleen Hoover. It was heart wrenching. It's mm. very good. So you bring home yours. When you come home. Yeah, we'll I, do a little exchange exchange. Yeah, we'll do a little swap mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, this week, I this is going to make you miss home so bad. I got Colony Pizza. Mm. I love Colony Pizza. I know. And my family really shamed me this week um, because my mom and dad recently tried it for the first time ever. And what? they, like... My dad just, like, is so busy all the time. And then my mom is the pickiest eater imaginable. So they went to chaperone my brother when he was on a date. Oh, my God. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. So they sat at their own table. And then he sat at his own table with the girl. And Did they bring um, binoculars? No. <laughs> <laughs> but so my parents tried it for the first time. And they pulled my dad was like, oh, yeah, it was good. Like, I liked it. My mom was, like, thoroughly unimpressed because I'm sure she got, like, just cheese. And she is just, like, she loves, like, a nice thick crust. And she yeah. was, like, it's kind of just, like, a wafery whatever. You have whatever. to be, like, expecting what it's going to be. Like, it's a bar pizza for sure. Yeah, we you like gotta be it in the mood. We like our toppings. We like our salad pizza. So they shamed me for the salad pizza. Rude. After going there, they said, who in the world gets salad on their pizza? Oh my God, my mom the was best. my mom was so disappointed in me. She's like, who did I raise? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I swear it's like the best thing in the world. That and the hot oil like slaps every time. I'm like not a spice girl. So hot oil I steer clear of. But I 
it took me a while to get on the boat wagon for salad pizza and now that I'm there I just can't go back I think it's divine and I always get extra dressing on the side of course so do I now because you did it well yep I ordered it to go because I picked it up on my way home from work this weekend and I was like is the extra salad dressing in there she's like yeah I'm like oh thank god thank god just one check messy but it's good it's just so good and then like your pieces of pizza after like I it's a lot to manage the salad on top of the pizza so I usually eat some of the leaves off the the leaves the (laughs) lettuce off the top and but it's just it's so good oh my god and the dressing's just delightful and then you can dip dip the dressing in your leftover piece of the pizza oh yes the best so good I'm like now waiting till I get to come home so I can go it's a date. Let's go. I've been trying to convince them because I know some managers there to get, open one here um, because I think it would be such a hit. But You know what's funny is my when I went to Florida, um, there is a colony yeah, opened in St. Petersburg. In St. Peter's. Yeah. Mm. Which is just wild to me. And my brother and my parents, before they had tried it here, they were like, oh, let's go to the one in St. Petersburg. I'm like, no. We're in Florida. Like, it's a we thing, have this. Though. Right, right. So I'm like, we have this at home. We can go at home. We don't need to waste a meal in Florida where we could be trying something new on something that we can go and get when we're at home. That's fair. So, whatever. We didn't go. But now my mom is not a fan. So I will just we have to le- change her. leave her off the guest list Vicky, next I time. I know you're listening. You're going to have to try and <laughs> try it till you like delicious. it. Um, last thing I did this week, I got a massage today. Oh, jealous. I cannot stress enough how important and significant having my massage membership is. I got it about a year or two ago and I was like, oh, I won't keep up with this, you know, whatever. I've kept up with it. The key is to make your appointment for the next one while you're still there yeah. because otherwise you're never going to call back. You're going to get busy with life. You're never going to go again. And I stick to it and every time I just walk out of there and I'm just like, I feel so great. So you go every month? Every month. Love that. And so now that I've become this way, I could never change my lifestyle habits to make myself not in a financially stable enough place (laughs) that I couldn't get a massage. Like that's a non-negotiable now. I have to be able to get my massage every month. Oh my gosh. So like something else has got to go. I got to get rid of my heat, my water. I don't care. That's fine. (laughs) It's going before I get rid of the massage because it's just too important. Me and Sasha have really created a tight bond with each other. Love that. And she's the best. Um, But I already feel feel like my muscles are getting sore because she's like, you know, a real deep tissue. She really gets in there. So... And every time I walk in there, I'm like, oh, I feel pretty good today. And then she hits like one place on my back and I like want to keel over in pain. I'm like, I thought I was good. Like I thought I did good this month. And it's all like those deep knots. Oh my God. It's all that boosting people at work in bed. Like yeah. takes a lot out of me. 
Um, but yeah, so that was great. And I can't wait for next month. Alrighty. Let's get into our favorite part of the episode. The hot topics. I would like to touch on something very quickly. Um, just to come full circle on our hot, one of our hot topics that we've discussed, um, in quite a few episodes now, um, is that, um, there's been an update with the Murdoch case yet again, just when you think it's done, it is not. Um, so Stephen Smith, um, was one of the, he was the first murder. He was the first presumed murder, um, Mm -hmm. if you watch the Netflix um, docu-series on it. He was just an unsolved murder. He was found... A hit and run. Yeah, he was found, like, in the middle of the street. There was no car. There was no nothing. um, And it's just, like, a really big question mark over what happened to this guy. Um, But he was said to be linked um, to possibly, like, a sexual relationship with Buster Murdoch, who is the surviving son of Alec and Maggie. Um, So they weren't sure if that's what it was. Um, But basically, it just seemed really fishy. They said that the cause of the original cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. So everyone presumed that he was hit by a car. Then there were talks that he was beaten and then you know no one's ever been charged for his murder um so i'm not sure whether it was his mother specifically but there was a gofundme page that was started um to raise funds to have stephen smith's body exhumed um isn't that crazy that they have to raise funds for that like that you can't just ask someone out of the goodness of their heart to do it like this is an open investigation can you please yeah yeah no you yeah you gotta foot the bill here um so the gofundme was trying to raise i believe it was fifteen thousand dollars um shit yeah fifteen can you believe that fifteen thousand dollars first your son gets killed and then buried and then you're like oh my god the case is not solved let's you know continue this case and then you have to pay for that to happen yeah that's fucked correct so thankfully because of all of the drama surrounding this whole case right now it's been getting a lot of attention and they were able to raise over four times what they needed to to exhume the body so they raised sixty three thousand nine hundred and sixty two dollars as of the time that we're recording this um so they will be exhuming the body if the they need a judge to approve the exhumation, despite the mother having the funds to yeah, have the body I exhumed, mean, which is just wild to me. I mean, it's fair because you can't just like go around and be like, yeah, I want that body taken out. Just going around digging up people's bodies. Like, <laughs> there's probably a reason. <laughs> probably. But like, just it makes me so nervous with like all cover ups that have been done before that like, what if this judge is just like a dirty judge and is like, nope. Yeah, nope, we're right. not doing this. So they said that the judge's well, he really verdict has won't no be... leg to stand on now, though, because correct, he's not getting any money. 
Correct. So um, the judge's verdict won't be out for another few weeks um, as to Damn. what happened um, of, you know, if he's willing to let them exhume the body. So Buster Murdaugh made a statement saying, quote, I have tried my best to ignore the vicious rumors about my involvement in Stephen Smith's tragic death that continue to be published in the media as I grieve over the brutal murders of my mother and brother. I love them so much and miss them terribly. I haven't spoken up until now because I want to live in private while I cope with their deaths and my father's incarceration. Before, during, and since my father's trial, I have been targeted and harassed by the media and followers of this story. This has gone on far too long. So. Um, I really don't feel for him. Part of me does only in the sense that, like, if, strong emphasis on if he is innocent and he had no doing with this, like, yeah, his family and his father were completely terrible human beings and deserve like you know his dad deserved what he got of you know life in prison um but if he's not guilty then I'm thrilled about this and I can't wait for what is to come but I just I feel really bad um for this whole situation um for the mom of Stephen Smith that this has gone on so long. So I'm glad that this has gotten the attention that it has. And I can't wait for um, the results. I'm sure this is going to continue unfolding and we will continue to discuss it. Well, if if Buster did it, then the whole family is going to be in jail or dead. Buster shaking in his boots. I know. It just sucks because, like, he literally is the only one left. So it's not even – I know he probably has, like, friends and whatever extended family. But, like, you literally, like, don't have your parents that you can, like, call and discuss this with. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because you want to hate them, like, the kids. But also, like, you have to understand that they're a product of their environment. And if that's all they ever knew and they were so young and they just did what their parents told them to do – like, you know, I do feel for that part of the situation. And um, I'm like, Buster could have not known anything about it. Yeah. Like his father and whatever may have planned, you know, this murder of Stephen Smith because of all the rumors that were going around. And he had no idea that this even happened. Or he could be guilty. Who knows? <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just so it's crazy. Like, wild. I'll never... Like, I want him to talk and, like, tell us why he did all these things. The father? Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll never understand, like, the interworkings of his brain. But also, like, I don't want to give him the satisfaction of getting, like, a sit-down interview. Like, I want no one to ever speak to him again. And I just want him to rot in jail for hopefully a very long time. Yeah. Well... So that's that, and we'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> yeah, and what happens with the body situation? I'm curious. I know, me too. Alrighty, moving on to um, much happier times. Um, so our last episode, we talked all about high school, and we got such positive feedback 
um, about that whole experience. And, you know, a lot of people liked the episode. So we definitely discussed that, like, we'll have to do a part two because there's just so much more to uncover about our unique high school experience. Um, but we decided that this week we wanted to chat about college, keeping in theme. Um, so I had been watching, you know, something always sparks my, my ideas for these episodes. Gets those wheels turning. Yeah. So aside from the whole high school episode, I also have been watching Sex Lives of College Girls. Also on HBO Max, which I will add to my watch list. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Can you promise me that it's better than White Lotus Season 1? Oh, it's absolutely better. (laughs) Okay. It's absolutely better. So if you're a guy, you probably won't like it, but maybe you will. Um, It's definitely female. uh, Oriented. Centered. Yeah, Yeah, centered. Um, Oriented. I like those words. Um, (laughs) All good things. Yeah, so obviously it's about, you know, their sex lives, but it also talks about, you know, the college experience and... Um, like what it's like being a freshman and the kind of obstacles that you go through um, as you're maturing and trying to figure out this new life of so much freedom. Um, so it just like really got me thinking about my own college experience. And I have to say that it almost made me, oh, I'm so sorry. It almost made me jealous of them. I know they're mm-hmm. fictional characters. I know that, like, it might be exaggerated. But I also know that people do live, live lives like they did on there. So it made me jealous because I just felt like I didn't have a college experience. And they got to do all this stuff. So taking a little trip down to my 18th year of life Uh um applying to colleges i had like all these ideas of going to these certain schools small schools like you know in like bougie white parts of connecticut or new england and then something like changed in me and i was like you know what i'm not feeling those so i started to apply to a couple bigger schools one happened to be in new york um, I got accepted, got a huge scholarship. I was like, this is it. This is going to be the one. I thought I was going to be this like badass city girl, like doing it up and like living her best life and going to New York every in, weekend. College in theory sounds so, so cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> coming from like a small town, like mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone, you know, and having... We- we yeah. also, like, have everyone go to the same college here. Yeah. Yeah. There is, like, like basically a very select, um, like, group of colleges that a lot of people from our high school go to. So I feel like a lot of people from high school stay, like, in the same friend group in college. Yeah, because absolutely. they all just kind of relocate to college. Yeah. Specifically UConn. Um, not to hate on you if you went there, but just like completely not my vibe in the slightest. And my mom, love her to death, I know you're listening, um, wanted me to go there so bad. 
and I like hated it. Like I wanted nothing to do with it because I knew exactly how high school was. It was going to be like that there because the friend groups were going to travel there. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of, you know, in its own, it's like in the middle of nowhere. So you it's know, like you its gotta, own town. Yeah. You got to do stuff together because there's not like places you can go. So I like despised it, whatever. Long story short, I ended up going to this school in New York. It's advertised like it's in Manhattan. It is 40 minutes from Manhattan. It is in the rough city of Queens, um, Jamaica, Queens, to be specific. And... It was a real turning point in my life. (laughs) I, it started out as like the coolest thing ever and then like quickly turned to a really bad experience. Yeah. Um, I lived in a suite. Um, I had, how many roommates did I have? I think Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh my god! Eight of us in the whole thing. That's a Um, lot of girls. Which, if you're like applying to colleges, listening to this, do not do that. Don't live in a suite. Get one roommate. Right. One roommate, and that's it. That's it. It's fine if your room is the size of a shoebox. Do the one roommate. Yeah. Coming from a girl who never lived on campus. A sweet sounds terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad because, like, if you don't get along, like, it's bad. Yeah. And it's not even, like, we didn't get along. We just, like, kind of didn't socialize at all. But they, like, stole my food. They never cleaned up after themselves. We had to clean our own bathrooms, which, if you're going to a school that requires that, immediately transfer. Um, So, like, there was just, like, hair everywhere. The bathrooms were disgusting. My food kept getting stolen. And I was just like, this is, like, actually the most ridiculous thing ever. Because also, when you're living with that many people, all it takes is one person that you don't get along with or that the vibes are off with. And it's automatically, like, there's tension in the house. Everyone's talking about it. Like, it's just chaotic energy. Oh, oh yeah. And I, within that suite, lived in a triple. No. So, you know... In triples, there's always one person that doesn't. Yeah, hundred like, percent. One person's left out. Yeah. Yeah. So in the beginning, me and one of my roommates were close, and the other one was kind of on the outs. And then it switched like halfway through the year, and me and the other roommate were close, and the other one was like on the outs. So in that experience, I had one roommate who just was so not happy. So not happy at our school. Like, I'm no doctor, but she definitely was, like, clinically depressed. And. I mean, I would have been. She, yeah, it was Living bad. in these environments. Bad. Like, she just, like, didn't socialize, do anything. Went to class, came home, like, stayed by herself, took NyQuil, and went to bed. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Should I be concerned? Like, I was like, when do I know it's, like, too much? Like, when is she taking too much NyQuil that, like, it might be over? (laughs) So, like, here I am, like, already, like, having the worst time of my life. And now I'm stressed that my roommate's going to, like, die. Yeah. I mean, I would get free tuition, but that would be pretty horrible for her. Yeah. Yeah. Not not worth it, for sure. So, that just, it was just shitty. Um, 
also, you know, because I'm feeling down, feeling like I don't have friends. I'm like, you know, it'd be a good idea to do a sorority. Now, I'm sure you all who know me, I give zero sorority vibes. Like, not even a half a vibe. A negative amount of vibes that she Um, would make it in a sorority. Like, organized shit is not really my style. Unless Um, you're the organizer. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Exactly. That's probably, it's probably that, like, I'm not in control of it, that I hate it. Like, I don't like being told what to do and, like, doing stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Like, so, I was like, you know what, gonna branch out, new me, college experience, gonna try it. So I did, and I went through the whole, like, rush process, and me and my roommate did it together, and we actually both ended up in the same sorority. Mm -hmm. So the rush process was, like, honestly, I've, like, blacked out most of it. It wasn't bad, it just, like, was, like, you know, a lot of events where you had to meet people and, like, talk about shit that, like, doesn't matter. Um, And then pretend, like, you care about what they have to say. So I did a lot of that. <laughs> I'm making this sound so bad. If you were in a sorority, like I don't hate you. It's just like I'm not that type of person. Yeah, I'll give I'll give my um my experience and my feedback. Um, yeah, because Erica shortly. was in one, and I don't judge her for it. Um, yeah. So whatever, we get into the sorority, and I'm like, okay, I freaking did it. Like it's gonna mm-hmm. be great. I made it in. You know, it's all it's all gonna be up from here. My poor mother, like, is paying for me to do this, right? And, like, because she just feels so bad that I don't have friends. Um, (laughs) So, like, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay committed. Like, we decided to do this. Little did I know that when you are accepted into the sorority, it's not like you're in, you still have to do new member education and that was unclear to me. So after whatever amount of weeks that we did the rush, now we're in new member education. That's six weeks, six weeks of like going to this class at night and learning about the sorority and having quizzes and having in addition to that going on sister dates and like all this stuff and I was just like no no I don't want to do that yeah I already had um six classes on my plate and then this was another class like I just like was like I'm going to die like I have to focus on my actual education and not this the thing you're actually getting a degree in. Right. So I was like super stressed out and like we had to dress up on days for class. Like Fridays we had to wear like dress pants. I was like, are you guys kidding? It's Friday. <laughs> and like, you know, there was like these events and then it was a singing sorority. So we had to learn the songs and I was like, oh my God. So after <laughs> two weeks of that. And, like, yeah, in the sister days, you had to, like, text them and be like, hey, girl, you want to get coffee in the quad? Like, <laughs> like, ew, that's so not me. So. <laughs> this is like just so funny because like I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> After, like, two weeks of turmoil, I'm like, mom, I have to quit. 
like I cannot do this and she's like are you sure like maybe just give it I was like no it's just like it's just not worth it because like then I'm gonna get sworn in or whatever the fuck they do and then I'm gonna be stuck so <laughs> so I'm like all right I have to end it mm-hmm. so I like text the girls like because we had like new member education people that were like in charge of us right mm-hmm. and <laughs> I text them and I'm like listen this is like not gonna work out for me and they were like well um we have to have a meeting like it has to be official like blah blah, blah. and I was like oh fucking great so <laughs> we go to the me- the meeting and it's like a fucking breakup like I'm packing up the shit that I have from them like my pin <laughs> And, like, whatever other, like, <laughs> stupid things that they painted for me, you know, who, who, whatever, uh, like, made a pot for me. Like, it was, like, <laughs> stupid. So, <laughs> so I, like, pack it up. And then I had to meet them in, like, this secluded location and, like, have a sit-down meeting. I sat down and they were in two chairs in front of me like I was in fucking court. And... I was like, so I just, like, want to quit. And they were like, well, we need a reason. And I was like... You're like, because I fucking hate this. That's my like, reason. Uh, because I have, like, an education to obtain. And you guys are really <laughs> taking away a lot of my time. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're so sad to see you go. And I'm like, that's such fucking bullshit. You had my number since the moment <laughs> I came in. Also, I didn't help myself because one <laughs> one day... We had, like, a text group chain yeah, yeah, yeah. with, like, all the other new people. And then there right. was one with them in it, with, like, mm-hmm. the people in charge. And I said some dumb shit one day in the wrong group chat. And I was, like, <laughs> foot in mouth. Like, it was, I don't even remember what I said, but it wasn't good. And they fucking hated me since that moment. But, yeah, so I hand over the stuff. It's over. I'm, like, okay, like, see you around. And, you know, you go in through, you go through this process with a bunch of other new members Mm -hmm. and they were like my friends, right? Because we spent a lot of time together and I was like, all right, like, is it going to be like the movies where they just like, don't talk to you anymore? Like when you're outside the sorority and like I had texted them, they're like, no, we won't do that. You know, one of them being my fucking roommate. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, like it'll be good. Then the next fucking day, here they come all in their dress pants because it's Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys. And they all fucking looked the other way. And that is the moment I knew that I could not stay at that school anymore. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be literally horrific. And so my roommate stuck it out. She got her she got in- inducted and like everything and then she would go to all the events and I like basically never saw her again and I was like oh, okay <laughs> that's that on that so yeah it was a really turning point in my life and like I don't regret it because I'm glad that like at 18 I knew myself and like knew that I didn't belong in that group yeah. And that I would have been miserable. But it just, like, sucked that because, like, I was able to make a decision like that. Then I, like, basically spent six months, like, with no friends. Those two weeks were defining weeks defining. in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. 1,000%. Yeah. It's funny, though, because 
Um, I weirdly enough, and we discovered this after the fact, um, Alyssa and I were, I'm in the same sorority that Alyssa tried, like was a new member to get into. At two different schools, but sister, like we were in the same sisterhood. (laughs) So all the things that you're talking about are things that I, they like are just, just iconic to me because I know exactly what you're talking about. So my end of the spectrum was, um, I, Oh, I, like, didn't really care about college. I, like, didn't really care about a lot when I was 18. I was just, like, as long as I can fucking graduate from high school, I don't really care. Um, and But then I, like, realized, like, okay, I really need to get. Although she's, like, extremely smart. Yeah, I just, like, was lazy and, like, didn't want to try. And so I was just, like, okay, well, there's a nursing program at this state school not UConn, that is close by. Um, so being a state school, I can live there. I can, you know, whatever for the same price as everything. So I was like, oh, I'll just go there. I applied. I got in. Um, and I was like, okay, done. I literally was like, I'm only applying to one school. I got in. I'm done. My dad applied for me to – a few other schools. I love that. Because he was nervous that I was only applying to one school. Um, As and what he happened should if, be. Right. But I like didn't want to hear any of it. So my dad sent in my application to like two or three other schools, I think. And if any admissions counselors are listening, you didn't hear this. No. Yeah. They, I it just was watched me. the admissions scandal. That's it was me. It was me. I applied. <laughs> Um, and so I, I the essay. it was me. I, we did. I was my essay, the college oh, essay. God. No, it was the same essay. I copy and pasted for all the schools. Okay, it was good. me. Um, but I really just like didn't care about other schools. And then I found out that I was not going to get into the nursing program for two years of being in the state school. Like I would have to get all my prereqs out of the way. Which is literally the most ridiculous thing ever. And then the last two years is when you like get into the nursing school and have strictly just nursing classes. Um, Whereas some of the schools that my dad applied for me to, (laughs) um, I got right into the nursing program. So you did your prereqs along with your nursing classes for all four years. Um, so I heard that and decided I needed to be in the nursing program immediately because what happens if I do two years at the school and I don't get into the nursing program? Oh, so it's not even like a guarantee. You have no, to you have to reapply and then they start oh, with the four, the four O's of your prereqs and work their way down. So like, what if I am terrible at philosophy and English yeah. and whatever stuff that doesn't mean that I'm going to be a good or bad nurse. Like, so yeah, I was like, I just want the guaranteed spot and like, I'll fight to keep my position in the program, but I don't want to have to fight to get into it in two years. So I ended up, um, going, which was a very adult decision of you. Thank you. It was, it took a lot of counseling from my parents as well. Um, <laughs> 
But I finally decided like, oh, okay, I have to go to the school where I have the guaranteed spot now. And so, which also I like was not a good, I didn't apply myself in high school. So it's really shocking that I even got into a nursing program as good as the school that I was going to because I just like didn't try. And like, I mean, it was we a good, it's a good school. Pass anatomy, so. Right. So I don't know if they just didn't look at my anatomy grade but it was like an f for most of the semesters um which is amazing now fast forwarding to now where like i really do know what i'm talking about most of the time um so i ended up going to a school that was um less than 10 minutes away from my parents house and I wanted to live on campus, get the whole college experience, then saw the price for tuition and was like, yeah, room and board on top of this is actually psychotic because the tuition itself was more than the tuition plus room and board would have been at the state school that I was thinking about going to. So the sticker shock, I was like, no, we're living at home. Um, So I lived at home and I basically would just like go to school and come home from all my classes. I like really didn't spend that much time on campus if it was for anything but school. Um, And then I spent like the whole first semester just being like, okay, like I'm doing college, but like really not getting a lot out of it. Um, And then the second semester is when a girl from – our hometown reached out to me. She was in a sorority and they were looking for girls in the spring semester to join the sorority. Um, I knew quite literally nothing about sororities, had no interest in being in a sorority. Like I was just like, okay, like I'll go to this thing at school, see what it's all about, whatever. Um, To put it in like more context for people, like where we're from, is like we don't have a lot of colleges where we're from and and people like greek life is not a thing yeah like people don't like go to schools to be in greek life where i feel like in the south like that's what people do so it's not like we are haters of sororities and frats it's just like not something we're used to right and um sororities and fraternities in connecticut specifically it's like illegal to have a house where the sorority girls all live together so like you think of the south and you're like oh there's like so progressive of us there's like greek row and you're allowed to live with you know your sorority sisters and everything and that's so not a thing here so i was like okay like it kind of seemed like i would just like make some friends you know everyone seemed obviously they all seemed to really like each other the night that i met all of them and i was just like okay I'll do it. Um, Then after I joined and started like the new member process is when I realized how much effort and energy Mm -hmm. it was going to take to keep up with all of that. Um, And that was a shock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because like I really feel like they don't like tell you like you think after you go through the rush process that's like it's good to go like no one explains the new member education thing to you. No they don't and like the amount of drama behind the scene of everything it's 
like a new job. Like you join a company and like start working for them. That's a great way to explain it. And you're just like rose-colored glasses are on and it's like this great experience and you're loving it. And then like a few weeks or months into it, you'll hear that there's some drama between these two co-workers that you knew nothing about and you know, it's all crazy and you start to hear more and more every week and you're just like, oh my God, what I would give to go back to not knowing any of this Mm -hmm. and just being blissfully unaware of all of this. And that was exactly how it was for me um, in the sorority. Like the more time I spent in it, the more I heard the drama with all the girls and it just like lost the magic for me. I mean, to I put mean, it to I don't put it lightly, there was magic for me. But... <laughs> so I had yeah. originally, because I had joined because I was like, as a commuter, I like that I'll be able to have a group of friends on campus, a group of girls that I can hang out with that, mm-hmm. you know, I otherwise wouldn't get to know. And then, the more and more like events you go to, you're just like, this is a lot. Um, And I think, too, like, we didn't have any, like, older friends or, like, siblings or anything that, like, did a sorority or a frat to even, like, tell us. No, I told my sisters that I was joining a sorority and they both, like, laughed in my face and they said, you're paying for your friends. And I said, yeah, I sure am. (laughs) Yep. Sign the check today. Um, So that was interesting to say the least. Um, and Friends then, for four years, sisters for life. I was going to say, it's not four years, it's for life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like always what they would say. Um, so I did, I will say, I got a solid three girls that I'm very close with now. A solid three <laughs> friends that like I really... And, like, I'm glad that I met them. I couldn't see not having met them. And because of the sorority, I'm glad that I did it. That way I could meet them. Um, and then Erica introduced them to me. So they're my friends. So, you know, right. shout out the sorority for giving me three, three friends and not having right. to join. You didn't even, I was going to say you didn't even have to join and you got to meet them. So that worked out nicely. Um, and But, you know, you spend four years with something. And so there is... <laughs> Just to, like, give all of these secrets away. Um, you know, I'm not going to get, like... Is there, like, an oath you're breaking right now? No, no. This isn't, like, a ritual or anything. So I'm not breaking any of the bylaws. Um, but basically, there's an executive board of the sorority where all these girls, like, run basically for president. Um, and they like do this campaign and you would have these meetings every week and the executive board sits in the front of the meeting and you know is the governing body over (laughs) this group of girls who are doing this for fun um (laughs) but also paying to do it right and at the time i wanted to be on executive board so bad like i I, wouldn't like i would want to i would have been president right and so then but then like you basically you give your speech and you run for whatever and then they have you leave the room and basically the girls just rip you apart and whoever they rip apart on the floor basically whoever they rip apart the least is the one that everyone votes for to be in that position bad like i 
just and like southern people are listening to this and they're like that's not even a tip of the iceberg right they're like this is 101 like everyone knows what's going into it which i also learned like during recruitment and i'll get into that too but for actual like positions you right you would basically just like i remember the first year where i couldn't run for anything and i just sat and like watched elections with like my jaw open like i was just like what is happening right now and it just being like well this girl said this to this one girl one time and you know blah 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 and you're like some real mean girl shit where you're like i didn't even know that this small encounter that i had with you would be used against me years down the road when i applied for a position in this sorority literally so that was a lot um Needless to say, my loud and sometimes extremely obnoxious personality was not well received, and I did not get on the executive board. I mean, yeah, they wouldn't have picked me either. (laughs) So I probably um, would have been removed from the sorority if I had stuck it out. Yeah, and then, so in sororities, you're not allowed, or at least specifically in the one that I was in, you're not allowed to post pictures of you drinking um smoking any drug paraphernalia any things that which fine but you're not allowed to post anything that can be somehow misconstrued that you are drinking so you can't have a red solo cup you can't have a lot of girls would start putting like emoji stickers like over the drink in the photo when they were posting the photo online right but so then some of these people on this sorority board. I did that for my career, so. Right. Some of the people in the sorority, though, were, like, in charge of basically, like, sending you to the principal's office. And their whole job is just to. Check Instagram. Basically stalk you on social media, on every form of social media. And if they catch you doing one thing out of line, you have to get sent to basically the principal's office wild yeah and it's like what do you how do you punish me for this like i don't belong to you i'm confused so um like i would have really loved for that to happen to me just to have so one time and i remember this so vividly i was 20 years old so i was probably a month or so away from being legally able to drink and i went on a vacation with two girls both of them were over 21 and we were icing each other the whole vacation putting ices like under the pillow in the bathtub you know whatever like random places and I took a video of one of them being iced at no point in the video was it shown that I put it there I touched the ice whatsoever (laughs) it's just the girl chugging her ice because she found the ice and I posted it on Snapchat and I got a message about how we needed to take it down immediately because no it was fucking way extremely degrading and rude um, and so not in line with the standards of our sorority. I was like, it, she's legally able to consume alcohol. Like alcohol. Please. Oh my God. It is Snapchat. Right. Oh my god. See, I this the more you talk, the more I'm like I made the right choice because 
and like truly as the years went on I was like look I've made all the friends I needed to make why don't I just leave like yeah I don't need to stay in this I don't need to like there's really not much that's keeping me here like is it worth my time and money to be in this sorority um was something that I contemplated a lot in the years that I was in school um recruitment was also just psychotic um to the fullest extent um I was in a sorority where at my school you do fall recruitment so you recruit girls to join the sorority in the fall and basically you are trapped at the school for an entire weekend at the beginning of the semester where you are schmoozing um, with girls that have not yet joined a sorority um, to try and advertise why your sorority is the best and where they should join, where they should come I want home. you to know that I got like three invites to that, like on separate occasions from separate people. And I was like, absolutely not. I love you all so much, but it's a no for me, dog. I would ask you when you transferred to the same school as me, I would ask you every semester to join mm-hmm. my sorority because I just wanted an ally in there. <laughs> like you don't want me in there lady you don't want me in there. Uh, so I you so in the fall Friday night would start the recruitment one weekend and this was always in September like the f- I don't know third fourth weekend of school and you would have all these practices leading up to the start of recruitment where you would have to go and learn all the chants, learn all the songs, learn all the ways and the techniques of talking to these people that would be the best. Um, It's like a sales presentation. It is. And I will say, I do feel like I am able to talk to people that I really don't give a shit about having a conversation (laughs) with a lot better now because of that. So thank you um, to everyone who taught me how to recruit. Bullshit. Um, but I definitely like the, that weekend was a nightmare. You would start Friday at like 5 PM. It would go till at least 11 or 12. Once it ends, you sit in a room with all the girls in your sorority to talk about all the girls that you just spoke with and what was good about them. What wasn't great. You guys like what... have headshots? Like how did you know who you were talking yeah, about? Yeah. So the, at our school you have to sign up for recruitment. And you would have to upload like a bio about yourself. Oh, with a photo. Oh my gosh. So it would have all these fun facts on it. And a photo of the girl. And the girls would leave the room in between each round of recruitment. And you would like take out these pen and paper, write down like a quick blurb about them. That way you could remember who it was that you talked to. I mean, I literally did the same thing though. I I've clearly like you're jogging my memory. Like we had like full presentations on how to go through recruitment. Yeah. Oh my God. And like when you're in it, it really doesn't seem that crazy. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, this was a cult like this was wild that I devoted so much of my time to this um and so basically you would be exhausted after night one I would not be 
awake enough to drive my car home that I would stay on campus with one of my friends um, and sleep over in her dorm um, the whole weekend because I was just too tired um, to drive home. And silly me decided that I would be good at leading recruitment. Um, So my, I think it was my senior year or maybe it was the year before, I don't know. But I was the co-recruitment chair in my sorority yeah, she was. to train everyone else how to recruit, which, like, I'm just so sorry to those girls. <laughs> like, I, I really, I wasn't mean, but I do now realize, like, how tedious and obnoxious it is. And all of these meetings, because there's classes all day long and you want the most attendance possible from everyone in the sorority, they would make these meetings at 10, 10 p.m. So you would have to go and meet these people. That's literally horrible. So for a commuter, luckily I didn't live that far away, but I would go to these meetings at 10, 10 p.m. Yeah. Like often during the week. So I... I literally dropped a club because the first meeting was at 10 10 and I was like yeah I'm not that interested in the club anymore (laughs) and so I just like I remember recruitment every year I would fail my first nursing exam of the semester because I was so focused on recruitment and like all my extra time was like focused on recruitment and whatever that like I just like didn't study enough and would do badly on my first exam and then spend the rest of the semester trying to repair my grade because I did so that bad on the first one. horrible. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> I have some questions. Because, as you know, I didn't continue on. So, what was the best part of being in a sorority? Um, there weren't many. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I do, like, really love... Um, some of the girls that I did meet and I liked knowing so many people on campus because I wasn't only friends with the girls that were in my sorority, but girls in other sororities, um, people in fraternities, like you just like knew more faces when you walked around Mm -hmm. the school. So being a commuter, I felt like at least I knew more people and more people knew me and I was able to like make myself more established during college and the friends that I have you know, those select few, um, that I still speak to, um, are like very important people in my life. So I'm glad that I did it because of them. Did you guys like, I don't know. I watch a lot of movies about this stuff. So like, (laughs) did you have like a frat that you were like teamed up with or is that just like a fictional thing? So it's not as important at our school, kind of like how we talked about like North schools versus South schools. Like it's not as important, but we did have like these mixers or like these socials um, from time to time while I was in school with one of the frats. I I was like totally in the loser sorority. Like mine was just like, oh, like it was no, like we were not as popular, but like we all really liked like, I think as catty as mine could be, I think other ones were way cattier. Um, also, like, Erica Sorority, like, had girls that looked like normal people. Like, they didn't all look yeah. the same and, like... They're not all blonde. They're not yeah. all fake. They're not all makeup. Like, you show up the way you are and that's it and whatever. So, 
Um, I think some of those other sororities maybe like had they definitely had way more frequent mixers with like the hot frats, but we did have a few mixers <laughs> with like the frats that were on our level. Um, and okay. and those were fun. They were fun. Um, they just didn't happen that often, but they did happen. Okay. What is your largest regret for joining a sorority? Um, my largest regret, I think we kind of already touched on, but I do regret how much of my time it took out um, from things throughout college. I think mm-hmm. like I could have put my time and effort into a lot of different things. Part of me wishes that like I got more involved with the nursing program and like girls from school um, from my major specifically. Um, and just that I got myself involved in unnecessary drama for no reason and paid to do it. <laughs> like I was giving yeah. financial and emotional effort and like, you know, some days would go home crying. Like why was that worth it to me? Well, you kind of just answered a little bit of um, my question of how do you picture your college experience if you didn't join? So you said that you would probably have been friends with people in your nursing program. Yeah, I think I if I could go back and redo it, I would have spent more time just staying on campus in between classes or after classes or whatever like just hang out in like the nursing building and like the health science building Mm -hmm. to just like study or meet other people like I would just I was so quick to go into school and go home from school that like I really wish that I spent more time like on campus and like talking to people that were similar to me that's my biggest regret too because I talked about my first college um or two semesters my first year and then I transferred to the same school as Erica but I was also a commuter and I literally went to school went to class and left school so I definitely regret full-heartedly that I didn't you know try and I was just very negative about the experience because it's not where I wanted to go so I was like when I had to go there just kind of pushed through it made it happen got my degree and was like I'm done but I could have had a way better experience if I had involved myself or stayed, you know, in between classes and talked to people or joined more, th- more things, that kind of thing. And it's funny because we talked about like, oh, we didn't want to go to the school that everyone from high school went to that because they're all, you know, just staying in their high school mm-hmm. bubble and whatever. And hypocrites. And then here we are. <laughs> Only go. Friend. My only two friends from college are, well, that's a lie, but my two closest friends from college are my friends that I also had in high school, so. Yeah, so we didn't <laughs> need to go to college to find each other, but yeah, whatever. I'm I glad had, you like, were there for it. Friends. And so honestly, like, our last, um, like, semester of college was just, like, my favorite because we did so many things together and all of, like, my graduating from college memories are with you guys, which I love. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. Last question. What is your one piece of advice for someone looking to join a sorority? That it is not that serious. Like, everyone – and I absolutely made it seem like it was this huge life or death thing. I would just invest uh, clearly so much time into this. Um, and it's just not. Don't fail a test for this. 
yeah, don't fail a test. Don't fail out of the nursing program for this. Like, it's not worth it. If these people are really your friends, they will be there for you. If you're not able to come to every event, if you're not able to go to certain things, that's okay. Prioritize school over your sorority. If you're not having fun doing it, don't do it. But, like, all of this cattiness is not worth, like, making your college experience bad. Agreed. And, you know, coming from someone who tried it and immediately quit, like... You know, you got to know yourself. You got to know if that's what you want to do. And if that's what you want to do, like, we we fully support that. Then enjoy that and, you know, live it to the fullest. But, yeah, I agree. Don't take it too seriously. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of other roadblocks and obstacles that come about in college. And you don't want that to be it. And, like, do you think that one single time any employer during an interview is going to ask you about your experience in a sorority? Right. They exactly. won't. And they no one will. And no one, once you get your job, your real life human adult job that you're going to do for the rest of your life, do you think any of them are going to ask you about what you did in your sorority? No. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. And if you talk about Good it, you're point. weird. Like, <laughs> you're the weird one if you talk about how important it was. So, like, it's funny because now people that know me now are like, you were in a sorority? Right. Like, that doesn't check out. Like, I would never peg you as a sorority girl. And I'm like, that's because it wasn't, like, what you think it is. But, like, it kind of is. I don't know. But it's just funny because people that know me now are like, I never would have seen that. And I'm like, yeah, not many people saw it either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to our ending, how we always end with our love and our hates. Erica, what are you loving this week? All right. This is just my new favorite obsession. All right. right, So hear me out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have stumbled across these videos on TikTok of um, cows getting their hoofs cleaned by professional hoof cleaners. And when I tell you, like with a V, who maybe hoof is the singular and then hooves is the plural. Sure. I don't know. We're not an educational podcast, Um, (laughs) but it's basically these videos of these professional hoof cleaners that go around and like they use all these tools to scrape out like I have seen these parts of the hoof. Um, So. (laughs) So they are just really satisfying. I'm a big like zip popping fanatic. Yeah. Like Dr. Pimple Poppers, my best friend. Um, so I anything that involves like scraping, popping, cleaning, whatever, it's up my alley. And this is something I have never heard of before. And now whenever it comes up on my phone, I'm like so excited. All Very right. satisfying. I love a good satisfying video as well. So mm-hmm. I support this. Um, my love this week is super lame, but I realized that, um, what used to be a hate of mine is actually a love of mine. I like get like hyped, excited about going to the grocery store. I like, I know Erica just like felt so sad for me in that moment. (laughs) Um, 
but it's like it's like fun because like i get to make all the decisions about what i'm eating what i'm getting right you know you're gonna love what you get yeah it's like a calming experience like just to pick everything out and like walk through all the aisles um i will say that i hate paying for it but um I used to, like, despise having to go when I, like, lived at home. And, like, you know, your mom would be like, oh, can you run to the store and get X, Y, and Z? And you're like, ugh. And you live so close to the grocery store at home that, like, you really had no excuse to not go. But I think part of the issue was, like, it was, like, the same grocery store. I couldn't mix it up. And you always see people and it's like, ugh. And do you pretend that you don't see them? Do you talk to them? And then it's awkward. And it's, like, a whole thing. You know what I will say? I used to get so much anxiety about going to the grocery store until I realized, because I think it was the process of checking out, like having to load everything really fast on there and then like package it all up, throw it in the cart, get out, that at the grocery store that I go to now, and you could have done this before, but going to my current grocery store, I got like the card where you can scan it, get one of the little scanner guys. Oh, I never do that. I've oh my never God. done that. It is life-changing. You scan all your items as you go, and it just makes things so much easier because then you can pre-package them into your bags as you go, so all your frozen stuff together, all your poultry together. It is pretty high-tech that they thought of that way back when. It's been years, and like it's still a great idea. And I so think then- my mom let us do that like one time. It's so nice. And then you get up to the counter, and all you have to do is hand them your scanner gun. It populates into their system and then they have you pay and like all your stuff is already packaged you're there for like maybe 30 seconds i'm surprised they haven't upgraded that to like letting you just pay on the thing on on the scanner yeah yeah maybe we should patent that and get to work because maybe they're afraid people will just like steal stuff yeah But but i love it and it makes it so much easier but yeah i do i do usually enjoy grocery shopping yeah all right hit me with your hate for the week my hate for the week is um at work yesterday i had an experience with a doctor that i was not a fan of um i beforehand really did not mind this doctor and I know doctors are going to be like, oh, my God, all the nurses hate us. I do not. I really am a fan of the majority of the doctors that I work with um, and the residents and everything. Like, I like helping them when they don't know something. I like learning from them, whatever. Besides the point. Yesterday, I had a patient who needed to go to a time-sensitive procedure. Mm -hmm. And I... They basically were like, this is too urgent. We need you to not wait. Usually transportation comes and meets you in the ICU and they help you bring the patient in their bed to wherever they need to go because you've got the monitor, you've got the IV pole with all the medications going, and then you've got the patient in the bed. Sometimes if your patient's on a ventilator, then you have respiratory with you to go with the ventilator. So it's a big production. This lady did not have all of this. It's just her in the bed and it was fine however we leave to go for this procedure and the doctor's in the room with me and he's like i'll go up with you i'm like great he said we can't wait for transport it's you and me fine well i start pushing the bed 
And there's two modes on the bed. There's steer where I can like squeeze the handles and the bed will go like automatically and I just steer it with the little things. Mm-hmm. Or if you have to make a turn, you have to take it off of steer and like have one person at the foot of the bed, one person at the head of the bed. Anyways, this doctor watched me struggle with the bed <laughs> the entire way to the procedure and didn't help me one time. What? He claimed that... He just walked on the side of you? Yes. He claimed that his job was to get the elevator ahead of me and hold the elevator open, which is an important role. However, the more important role is making sure that the patient's bed doesn't bang against the wall 52 (laughs) times. And And they don't fall out. (laughs) And, like, I just was, like... I kept thinking he was going to catch on and, like, come and help me because even the patient was like, whoa, like, whoa. <laughs> like, she's with it. She knows what's going on. And we had, like, this great rapport all day, me and this lady. And I was just banging into things left and right. And I was – and, like, usually when I'm with transportation, like, my go-to line as a nurse is – Oh, make sure you give us five stars on Uber or whatever. Like when I bang them into the wall, I'm like, (laughs) you know, don't forget to rate your Uber trip, blah, 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 like whatever. (laughs) And so as I I could not make the joke with her because she literally would have given me one star if I was actually an Uber. It was like so (laughs) terrible. And it wasn't that far. It took us unnecessarily at least five minutes longer to get there because I kept having to run to the foot of the bed, pull it one way, (laughs) then run to the head of the bed, push it like... (laughs) He is an asshole. Like, after all that, he's watching you struggle and he doesn't help. Just watching me struggle. And then one time he, like, put his hand on the foot of the bed and I thought he was going to steer it. And then he just picked his hand up and moved on. Like, we were right there. And I just, like, I don't know why I didn't have the balls to be like, Could you yo, help, help me push this. <laughs> like, I just, like, didn't say anything because I didn't know him well. You. Oh, my God. I just was like, this is such a bad experience. So so the whole thing where he was like, it's just you and me. It's really just you. Just me. He's just there for mental support. He's just there for morale. Yeah. He's there to grab the elevator for me. I'm like, I can grab the elevator myself. (laughs) I need you to push the bed. (laughs) So that Susie doesn't go through the fucking wall. <laughs> so to everyone out there, if you work in a hospital, please help push yeah, the bed. If you beds. see someone struggling with a bed, you better <laughs> fucking help them. It's not a below any profession to help push a bed to get yeah. a patient somewhere safely. So my hate for the week is that man and that man only. Oh, man. And now we know, now we know why my muscles were so sore on my massage today. Because this was yesterday, and I was heaving and hoeing (laughs) that damn bed all day. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, tough act to follow, but my hate (laughs) this week also has to do with shopping. Um, That the clothing stores have really gone downhill. Like, you can't find a single item of clothing at any store. Like, Target? What the hell have they been thinking? Their clothing section is quite literally the worst thing in the world. The worst thing I've ever seen. Even if I was, like, cool, hip, and 16, I wouldn't wear any of that shit. I know. It's so bad. 
So, like, I'm, like, have events coming up in my life that I need to buy clothes for, and there's, like, zero places to go buy them. And I'm just, like, this is, like, absurdity. Like, everything has to be ordered online, and it's just, like, why? But it's, like, Amazon, you get things so quickly, and, like, it's exactly what you want it to be, and whatever that, like, of course these stores don't live up to the hype anymore because they're out of something or they don't have something where like before we had like something at our fingertips that easily would get it there the next day with prime like you'd be like oh they don't have it in my size i'll come back tomorrow and see if i can get it then whereas like now you're like screw it i can get it tomorrow on here so why waste my time going in person but even like it's like and I don't disagree. Like, I love Amazon. A lot of my clothes come from Amazon. But it's, like, the process of, like, digging through an online platform to find it clothing. It takes so much effort. It takes so long. I want to pop. I love shopping. I want to pop into a store and, like, look through the racks and find a cute new outfit and then come home and model it. Wait, did you hear that our mall is, like, closing? Yeah, I did hear that. It's probably for the best. It probably is because there's, like, really not much left in there. But do you remember when that mall was just, like, popping? my whole personality? Like, yeah, I the coolest love that, that you mall. You knew you made it when your parents were like, yes, it's fine. Like, we'll drop you off. We won't stay. Like, you can shop with your friends. The amount of times that even in, like, elementary school, it would just be unspoken that we were going to the mall after school. Like, yeah. we would go all the time. It's such a good place. Such Rainy a happy days, sunny days. S- we have days. a lot going on in our town, so you know. No, so the mall was like hip popping the place yeah. to be. That like, what do the kids do these days? Not that. Let me tell you, because now it's Sad. a stop and get shot. <laughs> There's like a new like violent crime every week at our mall. Yeah, currently, it's not good. No. Not good. Oh, man. But on that happy and cheery note, um, thank you for listening to episode 12. Thank you. Um, And continue to listen to our episodes. Follow us on our social media. We now are available not only on Spotify, but also on um, Apple Music and Amazon. So check us out. Send us to your friends. And remember, always... I'm fine. You're fine. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye.